How could poor people give more than rich people? I mean, how, how could that even work? And then why? Yeah. Why would that be? We're going to see that today in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And uh, I, can, I can get started here in verse 1. But it, right. this is interesting because he, he commended them for listening to his tough words prior. Yeah. And now he, he says this in a gentle way. I think later on in the book, he gets a little tougher with his words. But he's very gentle when he's discussing a sensitive topic then and probably even more so today. And I think the wealthier a person is, the more sensitive less, they are to it. Yeah, yeah. The less the less open they are to hear about generosity. No, yeah, and I, I agree with that, Dad. No, not always. Like sometimes I no. feel like today in our world we can demonize rich people are greedy. Like, I don't know. I see a more greed in people who don't have money because it's always talking about if they had this, if they had this, if they had this. Yeah, well, yeah, and I can honestly say that in my experience that poor people tend to think about money more more than rich people do. Yeah. At least when I say rich people, it's not necessarily the inherited wealth as much as the creators of wealth because they tend to be after the prize, which is all about the business to them and the success and so forth. Um, but sometimes when we go without, we can almost be obsessed with not having or what we would do if we had more. Yeah. So yes, you're you're correct about that. And yet we do know the data shows that poor people give more than rich people. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Percentage wise. Okay, sure. Yeah. So the more a person makes, the less of their percentage goes towards And that's not just a charitable. new thing, because I think we're going to see this. Yeah, and, and that's where I, kind of where I was beginning this. And I know we haven't even read yet, but I think that the sensitivity about the subject of generosity, it tends to be, and I think the reason we're so sensitive here in America is because we have so much. Okay. Now, most of us don't think we do because we spend like crazy. So yeah. money goes out just as quick as it comes in. But the truth is, that just about everybody who's listening to me right now, you're like in the top 95% of the world. Yeah. Well, and I do think too that if you are sensitive to talk about giving, that's just a symptom that you're not giving. Yeah. Because people who do give, they want to talk about it because they know what it's done in Givers their lives. love it. Yep. Yeah, they know what it's... And that's what, you know, we've done... This is the longest intro ever, sorry. <laughs> but when we've done like giving campaigns and we talk to people who are giving, they'll be like, this is awesome. We should do this more. Yeah, right. And it's like, well, you're already giving, but they're like, yeah, but it's done so much in our lives. We've, we've got a church that champions this. I, I think, I mean, our last giving campaign, they, they committed to twice what we needed and we asked them to, to hold back and yeah, only right. give half what they, yeah. they committed to. And by the way, I'd made another error, man, two days in a row errors. That's mm. uh, terrible. I, I said top 95%. No, I, I meant top 5%. Okay, yeah, you said so, that. I was trying to do the math in my own head. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not the greatest at math, but that doesn't seem very impressive. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right, I'll get started here. Verse 1. Now, I want you to know... We are, by the way, between the lines in oh. the top 95% podcast. So I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God and His kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. Again, Macedonia was a poor area. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor, but they are filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. So, we, I mean, the wording there is just, there's a lot of really cool words that in their poverty overflowed with abundant joy and generosity. And for I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it out of their own free will. So it was sacrificial giving. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. So Paul was taking up a collection for 
Jerusalem because so many of the leaders in the Jerusalem church had been scattered due to the persecution. The people that were left behind, it was a struggle for them to make ends meet. They even did more than what what we had hoped for. Their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to. So we urge Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I So I do think there's... It's not full sarcasm, but I do think he's making a a point here. Yeah, he's it like, could be you're a bit of sarcasm there. Yeah, you're excelling in your speaking, you're excelling in your knowledge, you're excelling in your enthusiasm and your love from us, not yeah. for us, from us. Mm-hmm. Why don't you excel in your giving too? Yeah, which that know, would hit me between the eyes. Yeah, yep. All right, I'm uh, I'm not commanding you to do commanding you to do this, but I'm testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. So, if your love is genuine, you're going to be you're going to give. You you can't say that you're a loving person if you're not a generous person. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for our your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. And here's my advice: it would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. So they made commitments a year before this to give says, okay, now let's follow through on this and do it. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Why don't you pick up in verse 12. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly, and you give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves, I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now, you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things are equal. And some will say, well, that sounds like communism or socialism to me. And no, because we're talking about the free will act here, that he's encouraging them to do something out of their own free will. He's not trying to set up a governmental system where they're taking from some and giving to others. He's saying, this is where your heart should be. You should be of your own free will, giving in this way to help take care of the needs of others. Yeah. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. But thank God he has given Titus. We see him again. We saw him last chapter. The same enthusiasm for you that I have. Titus welcomed our request that he visit you again. In fact, he himself was very eager to go and see you. We're also sending another brother with Titus. All the churches praise him as a preacher of the good news. Who would that brother be, Dad? Do we know? Uh, is he going to say down here? I'm trying to look. Um, maybe I guess we'll not. see in just a little bit. Yeah. He was appointed by the churches to accompany. Apparently, he was a good speaker, though. <laughs> he was appointed by the churches to accompany us as we take our offering to Jerusalem, a service that, re- that glorifies the Lord and shows our eagerness to help. We are traveling together to guard against any criticism for the way we are handling this generous gift. We are careful to be honorable before the Lord, but we also want everyone else to see that we are honorable. And this is all about, we want you to know that the gifts that you are giving, that th- these are not for our enriching ourselves, that we're, we are being very careful to make sure that the gifts that are being passed through us, Go to are, they're going to the places that you're giving it to. And yeah. that's something important to us as a church as well, our elders and our leaders. That w- It's very important to us that we know that people give sacrificially and that those gifts are to be used efficiently and effectively for God's kingdom work. 
We're also sending with them another one of our brothers who has proven himself many times and has shown on many occasions how eager he is. He is now even more enthusiastic because of his great confidence in you. If anyone asks you about Titus, say that he is my partner who works with me to help you and that brothers with him have been sent by the churches and they bring honor to Christ. So show them your love and prove to all the churches that are boasting about you is justified. Yeah. <laughs> Again, prove it. You, you, you know, prove, prove what, what we were saying. Let them see it being demonstrated that what we've been saying about yeah, you don't let me is down. the case. That's yeah. really kind of what he's saying. That's great. All right, let's jump over to Proverbs then. Right. And uh, again, Proverbs chapter four. So there's a lot here in Proverbs four. I I love verse 13, where Paul says, carry out my instructions. Don't forsake them. Guard them, for they will lead you to a fulfilled life. Now, I I like what he's doing here because he's saying it's not, there's so many flash in the pans. There's so many people that seem to indicate eagerness early on for a while. They're all excited about doing the right thing, and you see it in them for a few months or even a few years. It's so discouraging then to see them turn their back on the same principles that one time they had championed. And he's saying, carry these things out. Stick to it. And as I often say, if you're going to become a Christian, this is something, it's a commitment you're making for the rest of your lives Don't be waffling back and forth and changing your views on things. No, stick to God's principles. And over the course of a lifetime, they work. That's what I tell some of the younger guys on staff is like, you know, if a family shows up on their first Sunday and they sign up for every single small group and every Mm. single class, and like, let's just wait things out a little bit because it tends to be that type of personality or I shouldn't say personality. It tends to be that kind of discipline that leads to them Mm -hmm. like flaking out within a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Don't be so that person. Make, make, a, make up your mind that these principles that God has given me to live by, these are principles that I'm going to live by, I'm going to practice my whole life. Yeah. All right. Well, today is Wednesday. Yeah, what's the special day today? October 4th is Cinnamon Roll Day and oh. Taco Day. Man. I love America. Yeah. <laughs> this is why yeah, we have the health so, problems. So t- today, today is obesity day. That's what it is. Obesity Maybe day. Maybe tomorrow will be national <laughs> go for a run day or something. <laughs> All right. Well, whether you're going to have a cinnamon roll or a taco or not, make it a good day. Yeah. And we'll be with you tomorrow. I'm heading for tacos. Tacos.